what is going on everybody welcome back to the easy kills podcast my name is easy and today we are on episode 25 god damn 25 episodes <laughs> today we're going to be covering 1996's classic scream the one that started it all and i think they had a series and the sixth movie just came out at the beginning of this year i believe and that one was actually two hours long it was pretty good um, this movie actually redefined what horror is, and it basically was a game changer. There were so many other movies after this that were inspired by this movie because, you know, they thought horror was dead after a while. But Scream came through, and it's definitely a classic, one of my favorites. I just rewatched this the other day for this podcast, and I just rewatched it again like a couple months ago because they had the first three on sale, but then they've been charging extra for them bitches and then i ended up finding them for five dollars after spending almost 20 bucks bastards <laughs> death to all of them oh. <laughs> so yeah scream came out in 1996 and it stars nev campbell ski lurch rose mcgowan um matthew lillard drew barrymore is in the first is in the opening which is crazy because she's on the poster and you think that she's one of the final girls, but spoiler alert, she's not. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I was in Salt Lake City uh, two weekends ago for Comic-Con for Fanex, and I actually got to see Nev Campbell, Rose McGowan, uh, Skeet, and Matthew Lillard all in person. I didn't get to actually meet them. I really wanted to meet Nev Campbell, but I had already used up <laughs> all my cash on the other celebrities, so... Next time, Nev Campbell, I will meet you. But yeah, so let's get up into this movie real quick. Scream was released in 1996 and is an instant cult classic. So in the opening scene, we get Drew Barrymore, and she's just chilling at home making some popcorn. If you guys remember those old school popcorns that you put on the stove and it pops the big ol'. And it's really hard to take this movie seriously now after watching Scary Movie. I know I've said it before, but <laughs> Scary Movie kind of fucking ruined everything, but... This movie's a total classic. So she's just chilling. The phone rings. It's the wrong number. She hangs up, and he keeps calling back, and he's, like, asking her, like, what's your favorite scary movie? Classic line. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, she's saying her favorite scary movies, and then she uh, they reference Nightmare on Elm Street, and she's like, yeah, the first one was good, but the rest sucked, which I think the third one was the best, but hey. And so he starts saying, I want to see what you look like. And she starts getting freaked out, whatnot. I'm going to call the cops, call 911. And she's like, oh, they'll never make it in time. And then she says her boyfriend will get there and kick his ass. <laughs> Does he like to wear makeup and dress like a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scary movie. I hate you. <laughs> I can't take this movie serious no more. It's hard. But yeah, and he's like, turn on the porch lights. And she turns on the lights, and her fucking boyfriend's all beat up, tied to a chair. And he's like, I wouldn't do that. Like, go outside. And he, he like, makes her do trivia, or else her boyfriend gets killed. And he tricks her, and he asks her, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? And she's like, Jason, Jason Voorhees. He's like, nope, because most horror fans know the original killer in Friday the 13th is actually Jason's mom. So he, like, tricked her, and then, boop, he just guts this motherfucker's stomach open. You see intestines, all that nasty's just dripping out, and then, boom, he throws a chair through the fucking the glass door, and we get this, like, chase scene, 
she gets outside and you know you, she sees the ghost face with the for the first time and he's in there the popcorn's all burnt and it's all smoked and the fire alarm's going off whatnot and then it's really fucked up because she sees her parents coming home and they live on the like pretty much the middle of nowhere like they live way out in the outskirts of town so like her neighbors are probably like five minutes away three minutes you know like it's a pretty long way and so it's it's really fucked up because she's like getting to the front and boom he knocks her down stabs her in the chest and fucking starts choking her out and her parents are on the porch unlocking the door and she's trying to yell for her mom and because he choked her out her voice wasn't working and then they go inside and boom he gets her down again starts stabbing her and then the parents are like oh what the fuck like they're looking around the the smoke alarms going off their shit broke in and they try to call 911 and they hear Drew Barrymore's character on the phone like like you can just hear her just getting stabbed and just fucking killed and then she goes out the, the mom goes out the front door to go get help next door and we see Drew Barrymore's character just fucking dead stabbed up all gutted hung from a tree and this is all in the first 13 minutes of this opening of the movie like damn I gotta give them applause for that one cause it was a pretty badass opening scene and you really thought she was gonna make it but nope mm mm so then we go to Miss Sydney, played by the beautiful Nev Campbell. And you guys, in person, this woman is gorgeous. Like, I saw her from a distance a couple weekends ago, Fanex, like I said, and she is beautiful. Her and Rose McGowan, they look amazing. Like, goddamn, they, they still got it going on. <laughs> so yeah, we meet Sydney and her boyfriend, Billy, played by Skeet Lurch, who he still looks good, too. You know, he aged pretty good. I must say he looked good in person they all did honestly um and we meet billy who's the boyfriend and he climbs to the window and basically she doesn't want to give him no chon chon so she gives him a little pg-13 and shows flashes her titties and <laughs> once again fucking scream if you get our uh scary movie when she's like would you settle for pg-13 and it's like a man's chest jiggling <laughs> i fucking hate them Oh, goddamn. So, yeah, he's like, oh, you're a tease. And he dips. And then they go to school the next day, and there's, like, news reporters out. It's all crazy. And they're, uh, we meet um, Tatum, played by Rose McGowan, and her brother Dewey, who's the like, deputy of the town. He's a cop. And um, Tatum basically says, like, oh, shit, like, that girl was killed last night and her boyfriend. They were gutted. And, and then we meet Tatum's boyfriend, Stu, mocker played by matthew lillard and um i guess they're gonna start questioning all the students and so i we find out that sydney's mom was actually murdered a year before and this plays into the whole story we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah they start questioning the students and sydney goes home and tatum's supposed to pick her up and she passes out wakes up and tatum calls and she's like i'm on my way i'm gonna stop at the movie store and get a movie whatnot and um she gets a phone call again and it's the ghost face and he's asking her what's her favorite scary movie and Sydney's like oh horror movies like it's always some big breasted bimbo running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door which is funny that she said that because she did the exact same fucking thing <laughs> bitch ran up the stairs well in her defense the door was locked but she goes outside she's all picking her nose because you know the ghost fist 
Ghostface says he can see her, and then she goes inside, locks the door, and then boom, he attacks her from the closet. She, there's like this chase scene. She runs up the stairs to her room, locks the door, but he's breaking it down, and she opens her little closet door to wedge the door in. And I guess her phone's not working, so she dials 911 on her computer, which is crazy. You see her computer. It's one of those big old box ones, and it's hard to believe anybody ever owned one of those. It seems so old school, but I was alive for that time. <laughs> so yeah, and then Billy, the boyfriend, jumps through the window, and a cell phone pops out, and she thinks it's he's the killer, and she runs downstairs, and there's Officer Dewey. It's hard to call him Dewey, because like, like I said, scary movie, doofy. Officer Doofy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop referencing scary movie. I promise. Okay. No more scary movie talk. It's it's just hard to compare these movies because once you've seen scary movie, it just kind of ruins everything. <laughs> so, yeah, they go to the jail. Oh, and then we meet um, Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox. She's the world's most annoying bitchy reporter. And um, she's outside trying to get the scoop, what's going on. Um. Billy's taken in for questioning because they think he's the killer as he just randomly showed up and he had a cell phone. And back then, having a cell phone was like a big old fucking flex because not everybody was just walking around with a cell phone. Like, if you had a cell phone, you were the shit. They didn't really work that good back then anyways. The little antennas and whatnot, the little flip part. I do miss me a flip phone, though. The little slider phones, I miss those. But it's just a basic cell phone, so... um Dewey, Tatum, and Sydney go out the back door to avoid all the all the press and the news reporters and Gail Weathers fucking ass comes creeping around the side. Sydney, Sydney. And then she's like, Oh no, it's her job. And so she's like talking to Sydney and she's like Sydney's like, How's the book coming along? Cause um Gail is writing a book about Sydney's mom's death and that the killer was wrongly accused because he was framed. And she's like, I'll send you a copy and then BAM. Sydney just fucking socks the shit out of her. Just boom, one hit. And she goes back to Tatum's house, and she gets a phone call. And sure enough, it was the killer. They got the wrong person. It wasn't Billy. Or was it? We'll find out in a little bit. I don't want to say too much on this movie, because I know... Well, I mean, there's really no spoilers here, because I think everybody and their mama has seen Scream. So we're just going to get up into it. So, yeah, she gets the phone call, and then they go back to school the next day, and she goes, Sydney's in the bathroom uh, in the school, and she hears these two sluts talking shit about her, saying that she's a whore like her mom, and she's probably the killer, and she killed the two students, and then the girls dip, and Sydney's in the little handicap stall, minding her business, listening to them talk shit. I mean, homegirl should have just came out swinging and started smacking the shit out of both of them, but that's just what I would do. <laughs> so yeah and then she's like hello someone in here and then sure enough the killer's in the other stall boom attacks her she slides underneath him and runs off and before that there was somebody wearing the ghost face costume running around the school making fun of Sydney you know like two students were just killed so then those two students end up going to the principal's office and the principal's like you know you should both be expelled and then he's like all alone in his office and someone keeps knocking on his door but there's nobody there and he's like what the fuck and he goes outside and we get this pretty cool cameo from Wes Craven himself dressed as Freddy Krueger from the first one as a, as a janitor but it's just like not the makeup it's just like the clothes and he's like what and he's like not you Fred <laughs> I thought that was a pretty little cool cameo a little nod to the first Nightmare on Elm Street and um, 
So the principal goes back in his office and he closes the door and then boom, there's the killer and just starts stabbing his ass. And it's kind of funny when he gets killed. I don't know why. It's just like comedic the way he dies. And it's just like, oh, shit. And then I guess the town, they put everybody on lockdown, a nine o'clock curfew. So everyone has to be indoors. Every, all the stores are closing up early. And then with the curfew going on, Stu decides to have a party at his house. And that's where like the final part of this whole movie is going to go down. And so they all end up at this party, and uh, Billy's obviously Billy's out of jail now, and he tells Sydney, you know, it wasn't him because how could he call when he was in jail? It was just a big old mess. And so they end up, everyone goes to Stu's house for this party. Gail even shows up and goes with Dewey, like, dude, you're an officer at a fucking underage party letting everyone drink, and he's there with Gail. And then Stu tells Tatum, like, hey, go get me a beer. And so she goes in the garage, and uh, this is probably the best death scene in this whole movie. But it's so fucked up. Like, Tatum deserved to be one of the final girls, but hey. So she's in there getting some brewskis. She's, like, loading up, and then the door closes. And she's like, what the fuck? And then the door's locked. So she tries to go out the garage door, and then it stops and starts going back down. And then there's the killer, and she thinks it's, like, Randy, one of their other friends that's, like, obsessed with horror movies and shit. And she's like, very funny, Randy. Oh, you want to play psycho killer? Can I be the helpless victim? And then he just slices her arm, and she's like, what the fuck? And then she tries to run, and then, boom, he misses. He goes to, for like, a stab and fucking misses her. And then she gets this badass scene where she starts picking up the beer bottles and chucking them at him. She's like, fucker, dude, 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 just fucking chucking them at him. And honestly, whoever the killer is, like, you would think they'd have big old wells from getting fucking beer bottles smashed on your fucking face. But hey. Um, unfortunately, Tatum does not make it. She tries to escape through the little doggy door and she gets stuck and the killer just flips the switch and the door starts going up with her in it and boom, just smashes her head. It's honestly one of the best, the best kill, in my opinion, in this whole, this whole first movie. Because remember, there is six movies. Um, I personally, the third one, I'm having a hard time trying to rewatch it because it's that terrible. I'm sure a lot of people would agree, but <laughs> so yeah, Tatum, boom, she's dead. And then they're all there at the party, just still chilling. Nobody heard this bitch getting fucking smashed or nothing. People start leaving the party, and then uh, Billy shows up, and him and Sydney go upstairs, and they about to get the freak on. They're out there getting their chon chon. Sydney has not done the deed yet with Billy, so she finally gives it up at this party. And while everyone's downstairs, they're watching the first Halloween movie. And Randy tells them, like, the rules to surviving a horror movie. Number one, you can't have sex. Number two, no drinking or alcohol. And number three, never ever say, I'll be right back. Which Stu says, I'll be right back. <laughs> and then they get a phone call and Randy answers and he's like, what? The principal was gutted and hung from the flagpole in the fucking football field. And then all these students are like, what? Yeah, let's go. Let's go check it out. And they, <laughs> why would you be excited to someone getting gutted and fucking small town? I guess whatever. They have nothing going on. They everyone basically leaves. Randy's still there watching the movie. Um, Gail's outside. Gail plants a camera inside when she was in the party. Now she's back outside in the van. But then they find out it's a 30 second delay on the camera. So it's like whatever they see on the screen, it already happened about 30 seconds ago. It's like a 30 second delay. And so Sydney finishes up with her first time with Billy upstairs. And then he's like, you still think I'm the killer? And then the killer comes from behind him and boom, starts stabbing his ass. 
and he starts chasing Sydney. She runs outside. She goes to the van for help where Gail's cameraman is. Oh, and then Gail and Dewey took off to go investigate a car that was supposedly on the side of the road. Come to find out it's Sydney's dad's car, and he's been missing for a while. They think he's a suspect. They don't know what's going on with him. And so, yeah, Sydney goes running to the fucking van, and then they see the killer behind Randy. He's just sitting there, and they're like, oh, Randy, watch out. And then the, the fucking camera guy gets out of the van. He's like, wait, it's a 30-second delay, and then bleh, fucking throat slit. And then he chases Sydney. She gets out the back of the van, takes off running. Um, Gail comes back. She gets in the van. She's like, what the fuck? And there's, like, blood. And Randy shows up like, hey. And she starts smashing him in the face with the fucking cell phone. Just bop, bop, bop. <laughs> it's fucking funny. It's, like, so comedic, too. And then she sees blood all in the window as she drives off. And it's her cameraman, Kenny, and his body. The ghost face put his body on top of the van. And she's like, Kenny, get the fuck off my van. And she drives off, almost hits Sydney, swerves and crashes into a fucking tree. And then Sydney comes back and she's like, what the fuck? And then she gets, uh, Dewey goes inside and comes out fucking stabbed in his back and then falls down. And he's like dead, but he's not dead because he lives at the end. Um, but how the fuck are you a cop and you have a gun, but you get stabbed in the back? Like, I don't know what kind of training they have out there, but it definitely is not working for you. <laughs> And so Sydney gets his gun and Randy comes back and then Stu's out there and he's like, they're accusing each other of being the killers. He's like, no, it's him. It's him. And at this point, you don't know who to trust. So she says, fuck you to both of them. Goes running back inside and locks the door. And she's like, leave me alone. And then Billy's stabbed ass comes falling down the stairs. And he, yep, he's still alive. And he gets the gun from Sid. And why would you give this man a gun if he's all stabbed up and you're not stabbed? Like, you're definitely the stronger person. Randy comes to the back door and he's like, Stu's gone crazy. Or And then Billy reveals that he's the killer and blasts him in the fucking chest. Stu comes from the side and he's like, she's like, oh my God, Stu. And then he's revealed as the second killer. And they're like, what the fuck? So basically they're going to frame her and her dad for all the murders. And then they get into this thing where they start stabbing each other like fucking hella crazy psycho. And they're like, they pull out Sydney's dad from the closet and they reveal their whole plan that how they're going to frame the dad that he killed everyone because it's the year after his wife's murder and they're going to be the only survivors and then they go to get the gun and the gun's gone they're like what the fuck and then gail comes out and she says that she's gonna uh basically how's this for a story and she basically overheard everything they're gonna say and <laughs> one of the funniest fucking parts was in uh billy's like i thought you said she was dead and Stu's like she looked dead to me, man. Still does. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that little line, but it was so fucking funny. I couldn't stop laughing. I rewinded it like three times because it was just funny. But fucking Gail doesn't know how to work a gun. And she ends up trying to shoot Billy, but the safety's on. And he just monkey kicks her ass. Boom. She goes flying out the door. Hits one of the pillars or like one of the beams and then knocks herself out. And then they go back. They're going to, like, blast Gail's fucking head open. And then they look back and find see that Sydney and her dad are both gone. And then Sydney, they get a phone call, and it's Sydney, like, what's your favorite scary movie? I'm not sure if that's exactly what she said. But now the roles have reversed. And then they check the closet, and boom, she comes out in the ghost face costume with a big old umbrella and just stabs the shit out of Billy. And... Stu comes running, attacks her. She flips him over. They get in a big old fight. She hits him with like a vase. And then, boom, she throws one of those big ass old school TVs. Like, you know, the 
before flat screens, we had those big old box TVs that were like fucking heavy as shit. Like y'all tried moving those by yourself. I actually dropped mine one time. Don't tell my mama. <laughs> but yeah, she ends up dropping one the TV right on Stu's face and boom, he's dead. And then Billy's still alive. Um, but then Gail comes back with the Glock and fucking shoots him. And she's like, safety's not on this time. And then Randy's still alive. And he's like, oh, they always come back for one more scare. And sure enough, Billy jumps up and boom, they shoot him right in the fucking dome. And yeah, the next day, the news reporters, everyone's there. And Gail come, comes out with a little, all right, I got an exclusive. And then the movie ends there. Yeah, this movie was definitely one of my favorites growing up. I remember how big it was when it came out. And I remember the second, the sequel coming out. And it was way bigger than the first one. It was crazy. Like, everyone was just obsessed with Scream. I remember every kid around my age was Scream for Halloween. They Everybody had a ghost face mask. I just picked one up at Winko the other day for, like, 11 bucks. So I'm like, ew. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, I'm going to give this movie a solid five stars because Tatum's death was my absolute favorite. I love how she fought back, but her dumbass got stuck in the little doggy door. Uh, the opening of this movie, amazing. The like the plot twist, everything, like the killers, you kind of knew it was those two. Like everyone kind of knew, but this movie was dope. Like everything about it was perfect. Like I have no complaints. Um, some of the choices they made, though, little. But yeah, overall, I give it five stars and definitely worth the rewatch. And I'm probably gonna watch it again just because I like it. So that is everything for today. Um, next Friday is Friday the 13th. So our next movie review, you guessed it, the original Friday the 13th. Now, this one I have not seen all the way through. I just remember clips. And if anybody's watched the movie Boogeyman, not that stupid Boogeyman scary movie. Uh, this DVD is called Boogeyman, and it has clips from all the iconic killers and slasher movies and... It shows, like, the best clips, like Leprechaun. It shows the Pogo, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It shows Tina's death, the one, the iconic one where she's getting thrown on the ceiling and shit. And Scream, you know, it shows when Sydney's getting chased and then Dewey shows up at the front door. Um, definitely a badass movie, like, just to watch clips and shit. But now we have YouTube, so we don't even have, we don't even need DVDs to watch that kind of shit. Like, you just click, hop up on YouTube and be like, so-and-so's death in this movie, and then boom, there it is. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch Friday the 13th next week. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in and all the support. Much love. Happy spooky season. I can't wait to reveal what I'm going to be for Halloween. I have not decided yet. You know, I'm huge on cosplay and I always do the same one over and over because why not? But definitely going to try something new this year. But all right, y'all. See you next time.